Welcome to the Wedlake Bell Legal Podcast, covering a range of legal topics, including updates from our four practice groups private client, real estate, business services, and dispute resolution. Welcome to Wedlake Bell's Data Protection Podcast, episode 6, recorded on 28 February 2022. Today we have 14 topics for you. Topic number 1. ICO's International Data Transfer Agreement laid before Parliament. The agreement is intended to help organizations ensure they have the correct protections in place when transferring data to countries without an adequacy decision and help support the global flow of people's personal data in order to deliver goods and services. The terms do not require tailoring like the EU SCCs. Uh, the agreement covers all types of transfers and even anticipates non-parties to act as exporter or importer. Changes published by the ICO will automatically bind the parties to the agreement. Schrems 2 is addressed by the importer's obligation to provide relevant information about local law and practice and inform the exporter if any local laws contradict the transfer agreement or prevent it from complying, and the section for extra protection clauses which allows parties to agree appropriate safeguards. The ICO is developing further tools to assist with this complex area. Update number two. The French regulator requires websites to rectify non-compliance in relation to its use of Google Analytics with data transfers to the United States. The French regulator concludes that transfers to the United States are currently not sufficiently regulated. The French regulator considers data transfers to Google illegal and website operators must, if necessary, stop using the service under the current conditions. Google has adopted additional measures to regulate data transfers in the context of the Google Analytics functionality. The French regulator analyzed the risks to individuals and given Google's inability to prevent access to data by US intelligence agencies, any measures are insufficient. The decision extends to other tools uh, used by sites that result in the transfer of data to the US. Regarding website audience management and analysis services, the French regulator recommends that these tools should only be used to produce anonymous statistical data, thus allowing for an exemption from consent if the data controller ensures that there is no illegal transfers. The French regulator has launched an evaluation program to determine which solutions are exempt from consent. Update number three, the German DSK conference seeks an opinion on US surveillance from Stephen Vladek of University of Texas. This is a non-binding opinion commissioned by the Berlin Authority. The opinion explains the application of US surveillance laws. Executive Order 12.333 deals with communications from abroad by non-US individuals, but once stored in the US, it will also be accessible under FISA 702. FISA 702 applies to telecommunications providers. However, even banks or airlines could be in scope if they offer telecommunications services, even if not provided to the public. FISA 702 bites depending on where the data is located. If it's on US servers or infrastructure, it will be in scope. So even if a business is not subject to FISA 702, the US Secret Service can access any telecommunications in the US, even if they belong to a US branch of an EU business 
or a non-US entity. A breach of EU law will not serve as a defense to an access request. State laws also give broad surveillance rights to local governments. Generally, the objective of surveillance laws is to secure evidence in criminal cases, national security or surveillance to ensure compliance with the law. The Stored Communications Act allows government to request telecoms providers to keep communications metadata for 90 days to give the government time to obtain relevant warrants. Retention orders are rarely checked because they do not give access without a warrant. Generally, warrants for access to data are subject to evidence of ongoing investigations and the court has to be satisfied that there is likelihood the evidence will help the investigation. Safeguards are offered through the Privacy Act about handling of recordings and the Fourth Amendment about unlawful search. There are monitoring and accountability measures to ensure that authorities act within the law, but these measures cannot always be initiated by the individual. The Cloud Act 2018 allows access to non-US entity data, but can be challenged if it breaches local data protection laws. The Fazaga case, expected in May 2022, is expected to decide if state secrets prevent legal challenges by individuals. EU citizens may not have remedies. The Judicial Redress Act 2016 gives EU citizens privacy rights, but it is overridden by the authorities' right to withhold accountability for national security reasons under the Privacy Act. All records marked as secret are withheld by the NSA. It would defeat the purpose if a terrorist could access their data and attempt to rectify it. Update number 4. ICO's draft chapter 3 on pseudonymization. Pseudonymization starts with original data and ends with two outputs, the pseudonymized dataset and the additional information. Together, these can reconstruct the original data. Pseudonymized data is often mistakenly taken for non-personal data, which could result in adverse outcomes for individuals. Data protection law specifically mentions unauthorized reversal of pseudonymization as something that can result in harm. Implementing pseudonymization must be accompanied by a mitigation of any risk of unauthorized reversal of it. Assess the risk of insider threat from a trusted party and external threats by a motivated intruder and what their motivations might be. The effectiveness of pseudonymization should be regularly tested and evaluated. Pseudonymous data can constitute anonymous data in the hands of another organization who does not have access to the key. This depends on the ability of recipient to use other information, likelihood of identifiability, considering the costs and time in available technology, and controls implemented by the recipient. When properly applied, pseudonymization can help to reduce the risk to individuals, enhance security, support reuse of personal data for new purposes, support your compliance with data protection principles, and build trust and confidence in your activities. There may be cases where pseudonymization is effectively a requirement, for example, to comply with data minimization principle or privacy by design. It can limit the level of identifiability to what is necessary for the given purpose and reduces the level of personal data shared with other parties. The pseudonymization technique must be assessed for robustness against known attack scalability and not be cost prohibitive. Finding the optimal solution will depend on nature, scope and purpose of processing. The aim is fulfilling your purpose while reducing the risk to acceptable level. 
Repurposing personal data may be justified with pseudonymization as a factor when analyzing compatibility for further processing. Further processing for archiving scientific or historical research and statistical purposes is automatically considered compatible, but only subject to appropriate safeguards. Under Section 19 of the Data Protection Act, this requirement is not met where the further purpose is likely to cause substantial damage or substantial distress to an individual or is carried out for the purposes of measures or decisions with respect to an individual, unless these purposes include approved medical research. If originally data was collected on the basis of consent, a fresh consent is required for the new processing. Privacy information must be updated with the new purpose. Pseudonymization also allows you to perform general analysis, such as deriving insights and trends from user data for innovation, and likely excluding analysis of behavior, location, characteristics of specific individuals for decision-making. When you perform general analysis, you need to indicate the authorized persons within your organization that have access to the additional information. The re-identification offenses under Section 171 of the Data Protection Act address the risk and harms arising from unauthorized reversal of pseudonymization. The effectiveness testing defense to the offense is subject to a notification to the ICO not later than 72 hours after becoming aware of it. The law enforcement regime does not have a definition of pseudonymized data, but same considerations apply. Update number 5. ANISA's Data Protection Engineering The European Union Agency for Cybersecurity, ANISA, is providing practical guidance on technical data protection aspects in the context of emerging privacy-enhancing technologies, or PETs. For example, blockchain and distributed ledger technologies will keep the individual's data without possibility to delete it. Artificial intelligence will take decisions with some degree of autonomy, for example in credit score evaluation, which may conflict with the prerequisites of human agency over machines and self-determination. PETs are a coherent system of ICT measures that protects privacy by eliminating or reducing personal data or by preventing unnecessary and or undesired processing of personal data without losing the functionality of the information system. PETs focus on different things such as truth-preserving, for example encryption, but also techniques that dilute the granularity of the data intelligibility preserving that retain a meaningful format while injecting noise, and operable technologies such as mathematic and logic operations. Pets vary in data utility, re-identification, protection and performance. Typically, higher security has impact on utility and performance. For example, K-anonymity is combining sets of data with similar attributes to obscure data about any one of the individuals. Differential privacy algorithms add noise to help study larger statistical trends in the dataset while protecting data of participants. Unlike K-anonymity, differential privacy does not need attack modeling and is secure no matter what the attacker knows. Privacy-preserving computations such as homomorphic encryption allows computations on encrypted data without having to decrypt them first. However, fully homomorphic encryption suffers from performance issues. Secure multi-party computation, or SMPC, includes blockchain technology, where individual miners agree upon the next block to append to the blockchain ledger. 
Synthetic data is great for privacy but may lack in accuracy. In relation to communications, Onion Routing Tool Browser is recommended to protect communication metadata. User traffic is routed through a series of relay servers and each relay server receives layered encrypted data without knowing neither the original sender nor the final recipient. Such information is available only to the entry and exit node. Privacy-preserving storage, including the Global Privacy Control or GPC standard, relied on for compliance with California CCPA, which enables users to send do not sell or share signal via their browser. Update number six. Belgian DPA claims to restore order to the online advertising industry by declaring IAB Europe's TCF non-compliant. IAB was fined €250,000 in order to present an action plan within two months. The Transparency and Consent Framework was developed for compliance with the GDPR and is essential for real-time bidding. Where users access a website or application, advertisers instantly bid for advertising space through an automated auction to display targeted ads specifically tailored for the user. First, however, users must give consent through a consent management platform. TCF facilitates recording the consent in a TC string which is shared with the bidding advertisers. An EU consent version 2 cookie is deployed on the user's device, which together with a TC string can be linked to the IP address and hence constitutes personal data. IAB is a controller of personal data in relation to TCF by allowing generation of the TC string and setting and enforcing rules and exerting control over the purposes and means of processing. This is a controversial view which could affect software providers. IAB is a joint controller with other TCF participants. This view could implicate ad-tech vendors as being considered controllers. IAB will have to establish a lawful basis for collecting consent data. According to the DPA, legitimate interest would not be established without further enhancements due to a lack of transparency, lack of right to object, the fact that the TC string is created regardless of user actions, and the sharing of the TC string with a large number of organizations. IAB is ordered to remove the legitimate interest processing preference options. The transparency information is too generic and vague to allow users to understand the complexity of the TCF, and it is difficult for users to maintain control over their personal data. The chairman of the DPA praised brave little Belgium for showing once again that it is not afraid to tackle major cases concerning all Europeans. Update number 7. Google's topics and the path forward with the privacy sandbox. The cookie-based approach to ads targeting, which consists of tracking browsing behaviors, is expected to be sunset in 2023. The earlier replacement called Flock would put people in interest cohorts based on their browsing history. The solution relied on machine learning to categorize people and the process would be run on the user's device. However, it transpired that Flock data could be combined with PII and allow third parties to discriminate against particular groups of people. Google's Topics is the latest solution. It will assign topics to people based on the topics of the websites visited. Website topics will be declared by the website or determined by AI. Users will be able to remove their topic and opt out. The current 350 topics are expected to increase. The system will assign five topics per week 
per individual and one wildcard topic to dilute the possibility of identification. Advertisers would only see one topic randomly selected from the five each week. Advertisers will see the topic if their ad tech provider looks out for specific topics and the visitor meets them. Each topic is kept for three weeks. Topics proposes a much more general level of categorization than Flock. Advertisers and publishers believe that ads will be cheaper due to the lesser personalization. Publishers are also worried that third-party websites could extract data from a publisher's website via the API to boost their own ad sales. Google has provided reassurances to the UK's competition authority that the privacy sandbox will protect consumers and support a competitive ad-funded web and not favor Google. The changes in Chrome will apply globally, not favoring Google. Privacy Sandbox will be deployed with regulatory input from the CMA and the ICO, and Google will inform the CMA before third-party cookies and are sunsetted and allow for time to address competition law concerns. Update number 8. Epic's push for the FTC to create a federal data privacy rule. The Electronic Privacy Information Center encourages the Federal Trade Commission to promulgate a data minimization rule under its wide authority to issue prescriptive rules to tackle unfair business practices that can cause consumer injury. This includes hard-to-measure non-market injuries such as harm to consumer privacy, medical identity theft, doxing, disclosure of private information, thwarted expectations and choices, and erosion of trust. In the absence of comprehensive privacy rules, the surveillance of Internet users has become omnipresent over the last 30 years, and the profiling, targeting and monetizing of consumers' online behaviors has become endemic. The current all-or-nothing choice model does not protect consumers. It necessarily subjects consumers to the risk of data breaches, employee misuse, unwanted secondary uses, inappropriate government access, and can have a chilling effect on consumers' willingness to adopt new technologies and to engage in free expression. The FTC is charged with prohibiting unfair trade practices, which include unfair methods of competition in or affecting commerce and unfair or deceptive acts or practices in or affecting commerce. The FTC has taken action in privacy matters under the unfair and deceptive power. As a result, companies avoid making any specific statements in their privacy policies. The FTC has broader, even if untested, authority under the unfair methods of competition, including the ability to use Administrative Procedure Act rulemaking. The proposed rule should prohibit all secondary data use, such as behavioral advertising, or give consumers the right to opt out of secondary data use, establish data transparency obligations, establish civil rights protections over discriminatory data processing, establish data security obligations, establish rights such as access, portability, correction, deletion, and prohibit the use of dark patterns. In relation to the proposed opt-out, consumers would have the right to turn off specific activities or all secondary use, an approach already adopted to comply with California's CCPA. Companies would need to comply with browser privacy signals and platform-level opt-outs such as GPC, iOS limit ad tracking and do not track. The FTC could set up a registry of identifiers for users to globally opt out of the disclosure or secondary dis processing of their data and any linked information. 
Update number 9. EDPB issues an opinion on the first ever GDPR certification scheme, GDPR CARPA, from Luxembourg. The first ever nationwide GDPR compliance certification scheme does not extend to international data transfers, but it keeps this ambition for the future. It is industry neutral and designed to help controllers and processes to demonstrate compliance. The framework looks at policies, records, rights, breaches, training and individual data protection principles. For processes, it looks at subcontracting, transfers and dealing with end of service. The evaluation looks at implementation design as well as effectiveness. For example, in respect of processing based on legitimate interest, the organization must adopt a procedure for formally and objectively assessing the balancing exercise, in particular in relation to children. Data subjects consultations are mandatory and opinions must be taken into account, and the objection process must result in stopping the processing. Update number 10. Irish DPC to continue prioritizing work on children's data in line with its 2022-2027 regulatory strategy. Following its recent fundamentals to protect children's data, it continues to research on how data protection law applies to children with focus on age verification and parental consent. Uh, at the EDPB, it is working on a set of EU guidelines on children's data. The DPC also sits on an advisory board called EU Consent, which aims to create a safer digital world for children through interoperable age verification and parental consent mechanisms. The DPC wishes to clarify lawful basis for data sharing to prevent individuals being disadvantaged by over-caution on the part of data controllers. In future, the DPC wishes to apply the risk-based approach mandated under the GDPR and instead of running multiple investigations, adopt a collective approach to investigating systemic issues as is prudent and expeditious. A proportionate response will be adopted for low-risk complaints. Update number 11, latest on EU's Data Act. The Data Act will apply to wider data, not just personal data. It will include any digital representation of acts, facts or information and any compilation of such acts, facts or information, including in the form of sound, visual or audiovisual recording. It does not affect the GDPR but complements it. Users and businesses will have the right to access data. Compensation and mandatory conditions will apply to data sharing. Smaller businesses will benefit from protection against unfair contractual clauses in data sharing arrangements. Public sector bodies and union institutions will get a right to use enterprise data in public emergencies. Manufacturers and designers will have to design products in a way that the data is easily accessible by default in a transparent manner. Data portability will be broader than the current GDPR right and GDPR level fines will apply. Update number 12, EU Cloud Code of Conduct. The Belgium-based non-profit Scope Europe is the owner of the code. The code is approved by the Belgian DPA. The code explains cloud providers' Article 28 obligations in detail. It is an accountability tool with independent governance structure and monitoring body. The EU Cloud Code provides for safeguards and a mechanism for data subjects. In terms of added value, the code provides sector-specific guidance on security measures, auditing requirements, data subject rights and transparency requirements. Update number 13, EDPB's guidelines on the right of access. 
The data subject does not have to explain why they are seeking access and it is not up to the controller to analyze motives or usefulness. Unless explicitly stated otherwise, each request should be understood as referring to all personal data and the controller may ask the data subject to specify the request if they process a large amount of data. Access means access to the actual personal data, not only a general description of the data or a reference to data categories. This includes data previously provided to the controller because the aim of access is allowing the data subject to see the actual processing. A copy of handwritten data should be provided, particularly where the handwriting matters, for example for scripture analysis. The same applies to audio recordings, since the voice is personal data. In some cases, however, a transcript may be provided, for example if agreed upon by the parties. Generally, the data can be given in a transcript or a compiled form as long as all information is included and this does not alter or change the content of the information. If a controller carries out video surveillance of a building, it is not obliged to identify every person. If somebody requests a year of recordings, a controller who is unable to process such large amount of data may refuse to take action, not being in a position to identify the data subject, unless additional information is provided by the requester. The right of access includes both inferred and derived data, and a data subject should be provided with the result of any analysis or assessment. Personal and non-personal data may be inextricably linked in mixed datasets and fall altogether under the scope of the right of access of the data subject to which the personal data relates. If the data subject publishes the SAR response, it will become a controller for this processing of personal data relating to any other person. The controller should inform the data subject about the fact that they may become controller in such case. If during an access request there are more personal data in the backup than in the live system due to recent deletions, for example, the controller needs to be transparent about this situation and, where technically feasible, provide access to the backup. Update number 14, EU Commission's proposal, European Declaration on Digital Rights and Principles for the Digital Decade. Expected to be passed by the summer, the Commission wishes to set out its values and how fundamental rights are applied in the online world. The Declaration mandates putting people at the centre of the digital transformation, freedom of choice, empowerment and sustainability. Europe's digital transformation will be based on digital sovereignty, inclusion, data protection, non-discrimination, technological and net neutrality, equality, security, trust, improving quality of life, respecting of people's rights and aspirations. Specific rights will accompany people in the EU in their everyday life. Affordable and high-speed digital connectivity everywhere and for everybody. Well-equipped classrooms and digitally skilled teachers. Seamless access to public services. A safe digital environment for children. Disconnecting after working hours. Obtaining easy-to-understand information on the environmental impact of our digital products. Controlling how their personal data are used and with whom they are shared. The declaration also serves as a reference point for businesses and other relevant actors when developing and uh, deploying new technologies. For more information, please visit the Wedlake Bell website. You just listened to the Wedlake Bell legal podcast. If you liked our episode and want to know more, then check out our website, www 
wedlakebell.com. Wedlake Bell. Building relationships is at the heart of everything we do.